Hi, this is Christy Montez, and you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee, my friend, loves jewelry and vegetables. Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom fashions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. All right, here we are. Episode six of The Real Kathy Lee. Oh my goodness, we are in for such a treat today. Today, I have my bestie here. Can you believe it? Christy Montez. Guys, I have known Christy for the longest time. To see us, we are as different as night and day. Christy is this petite little blonde with a nose piercing, this sassy short hair, and here I am, a tall brunette with tattoos and you know long hair. So it's funny. It's a great point of how we can be all different shapes, sizes, opinions, convictions, and love the Lord, homeschool, rock out motherhood. Today, I wanted Christy to join me because she and I have been on similar journeys over the years. We both... Early in our motherhood, we really, we got swallowed up and we found ourselves legalistic as we dealt with our children, with our friends, with our spouses. And over the years, we've found freedom and we have found grace and we have gone from being last to first. And that's what this episode is going to be about. I want to talk about Christy is the mother of four, four gorgeous girls who I adore. And we are so excited. I say our, we, I love it because they're like mine. Abby, my second, her second. My second, I love it. Okay, Abby, her second just got accepted um, to Liberty, and she's going to be Voices of Liberty University. We're so excited. Um, I do believe like these girls are mine. I hope they feel the same way I do. So anyway, Christy, the coolest thing about Christy, well, there's so many cool things, but my favorite thing is that she is a nature path, and she really understands the body and how it works and how it's connected and how our emotions affect that. We're going to talk about that, but... She really understands people, and she has been a dear friend to me in so many ways. Goodness, this girl has helped me so much. So welcome, Christy Montez. Hey, I'm so glad to be here, and yes, my kids think their Aunt Kathy is their second mama. They, my kids, love their Aunt Kathy. She has ministered to them in ways that I couldn't, and that's what's so amazing about finding a good kindred spirit friend that you can share your kids with and that they can help you when you need the help. And there are ways that they can, their strengths are not always your strengths. Their weaknesses are not always your weaknesses. And so they can minister to your kids in a great way sometimes. It's so true, right? Because our kids, we think because they're ours that we should be able to know exactly what they need. But sometimes there are other people that God places in their life that knows that. And I'm so thankful that you allow me to be part of your girl's life. Okay. So have you seen Parenthood? Yes, I've seen a couple episodes of it. Okay, Not a lot. So last some. year, I started binge watching it. And I, I can't even tell you, I'm embarrassed to admit how many episodes I've watched in a day, but a lot. But I tell you, the end of episode one struck me. And it really led me on this journey to really be open with women about themselves and how they see themselves in motherhood. So the end of season one, it ends with the main character's wife, or she's the mom of this uh, family. She looks at her husband and she says, hey... You know what? Most of my life I loved being a mom. Or I did love being a mom. Most of the time I loved being a wife. But somewhere I got swallowed up. And when I would look in the mirror, I didn't recognize me. I didn't see me anymore. 
Man, Christy, that struck me because I think that represented me at a time. I think it represented you at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think it rep- represents so many women. They let the role of motherhood become their identity. Would you agree with that? Yes, I absolutely would. Um, I kind of had that aha moment as well. I had not seen a friend in about 25 years out of college. Um, I think that's about how long it was. And um, I went into his wife's and his office and he looked at me and said, who are you? You are not the same girl that you were in college. And at first I was kind of offended. Like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm not the same girl? Of course I'm the same girl. And as I dro- I remember driving home, um, his office was about a half an hour from my house. And I remember driving home thinking to myself, wow, how have I changed? How am I different? What looks different? And um, I really needed to step back and take a look at that because I knew he was right. I didn't want to think about it, but I knew he was right. So would you say that's when you realized that you were last in your life? Yes, I would say that's one of the ways I... Yeah, I would say that was probably a turning point for me. Okay. I kind of felt like before that I had become last because I was helping everybody do everything, mm-hmm. trying to school my kids, make sure they ate right, make sure I was the perfect wife. Because, you know, isn't that kind of the current thing that everybody's always telling you, you know, make sure your husband feels loved, make sure you're dating your husband. Make, I mean, we know all the right things, but how do we apply those? And what does it look like when we apply those? And I think I wasn't doing that well. Um, you know, I was ministering to so many people that I wasn't really taking time to allow the Lord to minister to me and to for me to minister to myself and really get to know who I was. But don't you think about 10 or 15 years ago, that was so what was happening in the homeschool world and the Christian community Absolutely. that we did it all. We kept our kids at home. We took care of everything. We were martyrs, basically, yes. to the family. And um, I think many women got caught up in that mentality of, I don't know, for me, it was pride, to be honest. It wasn't at first. My my motivation was to really try and have this family that loved the Lord, that loved each other, um, that they were doing the right things. But I noticed after a while, I started being a snob about, well, my kids only eat organic. Right. And and we, yes, we bring our own food to the birthday parties. And, oh, my goodness, you're letting your daughter wear those high heels. And, oh, mm, not me, or watch those shows. And I really found myself getting more and more prideful about it. Yes, I agree. And I think that, um, you know, what what the Lord always means for good, the enemy always means for bad. And I think that we as humans sometimes don't look at the practicality of some things. We kind of get the vision and we want that vision. And then we get so caught up in the vision that we don't look at what's the heart of why we're doing what we're doing. At least for myself, that's the way it was. I think it was a pride issue for me too. I, I, think, I think I wanted... Because I didn't want it to look like the feminist movement. And so right. your pendulum swings so far the other direction exactly. that it, you know, um, that then you go to the extreme. And I think that, you know, everywhere in scripture it talks about being balanced, being balanced in everything. So, but I think that's mm-hmm. how it started was that reaction to the feministic movement. We didn't want it to look at all like that. Right. But in the end, everyone, we are doing everything. We are making meals for everyone. We are making sure our kids have everything. And meanwhile, we are getting further and further down the list to just like that character on parenthood. We don't recognize ourselves anymore. I mean, I know I did the same thing. You and I became friends and you didn't know me before 
um, kind of that time. But boy, I had gotten sarcastic. My sarcasm had increased. My um, anger had increased. My pride had increased. Well, really, I'm pretty, most of the time, look, I'm a driven girl, but I'm pretty easygoing. And I had kind of lost that because I was so focused on everyone else and the Kathy that was this, I don't know, just excited girl was just getting pushed further and further. So once you had this kind of turning point when your friend said he didn't recognize you, what did you do? I think I cried at first, mm. and then I took a step back and sort of listened to myself and what kind of things I was subliminally teaching my children. You know, is this the kind of Jesus that I wanted my kids to be representing? No, mm. because they, it became, even though they love, you know, they loved the Lord, they were thankful for their salvation, I think they didn't have a passion for Jesus. They had more of a passion for the rules, for what it looked like, mm. for um, and so I had to look at myself and say, you know, even even I even looked at my own walk with the Lord and said, do I have a walk with the Lord or yeah. is my walk with the Lord all about duty and all about all the things that I know I'm supposed to be doing, or do I have a passion for the 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 person of Jesus? Do I have that passion that I could create for someone else the want to look into this amazing person that thought we were worth saving? Okay, so when you did that, what what are some practical things? Because some practical that, things. That well, was good and deep, but come on, this, yes, this group, that's right. they know they're going to get the yep. real stuff here. So what are some practical things you did from going last to this, hey, who's this chick that my college cheer partner doesn't recognize to the girl that's sitting before me now? And right. I giggle because there was a physical transformation. There's been an emotional transformation. I know it because I've been your friend for so many years, but they don't know it. Tell them, walk them through how you changed, what that looked um, like. I think I started, first of all, I looked at what kind of things I used to love to do and who was I? What kind of things, when, when he said I was different, I thought, how was I different? So I made a list. What ways was I different? And I realized in my wanting to do a great job in everything that I was making lists and checking them off. And so I stopped making the list, not that lists are bad, but I needed to take a break from them and started looking at what are the relationships? What's the heart of the relationship? What is my relationship with myself? What do I like? I love to be outside. I love natural things, but I also love pretty things and I like makeup and I like, you know, um, you know, and I know that sounds superficial, but I think I had become I mean, I always would wear makeup, but I think I just thought, you know, you have to look like a homeschooler. You got to look. Did I like the way I looked? You no. Did, you did own a jumper. Come on. I, I admit I, you I did, did wear a jumper, I did girl. wear a jumper. And Kathy the Lee has never shoes. owned a jumper. Let me just say that right. on the record. Oh, I did <laughs> I own a jumper, and I had long hair that looked like the 80s, although those hairstyles are coming back now. <laughs> but um, so I did, I did that. I did that. I did that. You know, and it's kind of funny to say it, but I became more opinionated with my spouse because I had, I, I'm strong. Um, I'm a prophet in personality, but I had not been behaving like a prophet. I kind of let anything go. Um, even when my husband would ask me on dates, where do you want to go to dinner? I would say, well, I don't care. Where do you want to go to dinner? When I really did have an opinion about where we would go to dinner. And it's not that he didn't want me to say it, 
But I just felt like, well, if I let him pick, then... Then he's leading. Then he's leading. Right? Right. And so you're being submissive. And I love that you said that because I think so many people misunderstand what that is to let a man lead. Well, many times men really don't care. If they want to please you, so they really are asking, hey, honey, where do you want to go to dinner? Right. And we really are helping them and affirming them, actually, when we have an opinion and it becomes this partnership. I agree. Um, That's what I think it means with help. Mutual respect. Yes. And that is so much healthier, not only for the woman, but also for the man. Right. That's yeah. right. I think yeah. so too. So I kind of got an opinion. I changed a little bit. I changed the way I dressed. Now, I'm not saying I went hog wild and, you know. <laughs> You're dressed perfect. You know, you but right I um, dressed, I picked things that I liked, not things that fit the, fit the mold. Yes. And um, I let up a little bit on some of the things that I thought could be non-negotiables with my kids that really weren't that important to their walk with the Lord. And, and I know you're like me, and we agree on this. It is about their heart. It we is. are going for their heart. We are not going for their outward behavior. And sometimes their outward behavior stinks, but their heart is beautiful. Sometimes their outward behavior is beautiful and their heart stinks. Right. I would rather go for that heart every time. Me and I too. know that's kind of where you went as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's where I um, I kind of let up on the things that I had made, black and white issues that really were gray issues. Yeah. And I also um, was able, you know, as I began to do that, I began to like myself better. Mm. I began to like the girl that I was. And in doing that, I think it freed me up to let other people be who God wanted them to be. And I uh, think that because yeah. I can remember sitting in homeschool groups and listening to moms, and me included, talk about all these things that they were watching people do that were so bad. And and I think about, and, you know, it's not like we were that open about it, but in a roundabout way, sure. it's what we were saying. When you said, because we're in the South, bless her heart or let's right. pray for her. Yeah, usually followed it. And so I think that now I, I didn't do that anymore. It really, yeah. I would look at things and go, you know what? That is a preference for me. That is definitely not a conviction. And it doesn't have to be your conviction. That's right. And when you feel freedom and you feel that you've um, received grace, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to give freedom and to offer grace. Right. Uh, I think that is the biggest change for me when I went through the same journey is that I was, oh, I was terrible at giving grace. I was pathetic. I mean, there's so many people probably listening now going, yep, you were, you're pathetic to me. And I was, I mean, I was so quick to judge and so quick to believe if you didn't do it like me, hmm, sorry, I'm doing it better. I do like to win. And I even made it about winning with parenting and, and being a mom and, and boy, when I let go of that, or the Lord really convicted me of that, and I just said, you know what? I am imperfect. Not that I don't strive to be the best mom I can, but I really do it from a place of grace. And because of that, I can look at someone else's walk and just say, just like you said, it's a preference most of the time. And you get grace all day long, and I sure need grace. And um, there have been moments in my life, I know when we lost Phoebe. Um, Phoebe was a daughter that we'd had for three years, and suddenly she was ripped to, out of our arms and given back to her biological family, which we're grateful for now. But at the moment, it was painful. And I didn't handle that well. You'd looked at that snippet of my life, and you could have judged me harshly by the decisions I made. But friends of mine, dear friends, like you gave me grace. And those are the moments that I am reminded of when my friends need grace. So mm-hmm. that's how I've changed so much through this, yeah. this journey of last to first. Yeah, I think so too. And you know what I think? 
sometimes the hard part in that is your circle of friends do Mm. change because sometimes those friends don't want to come along with you and that's okay because God puts different people in different seasons, but you have to be willing to let go of some of those friendships because some of those friendships are not healthy. Yeah. I think that has been so true in my life as well. I, I am a girl with a lot of acquaintances, big friends list on paper, but when you get to that small group of people that I trust with my deepest, darkest inner thoughts, very, very few, mm-hmm. very few people are in my inner circle. So looking back, Christy, is there anything you think we could help um, women out there listening avoid what we got into, the mess we made of things by putting ourselves last by being legalistic. What can we tell those women who might be headed down that same path that they're very performance driven, I think is one way to sum mm-hmm. it up. What could we help them? Um, what could we say to them to help them not be that way, to not go down that path and have this big, I don't know, you know how to major turning point, both of us right. have these big turning points, but I'd love to see some people avoid that and maybe just have a few bumps in the road instead. What would you say to them? I think I would say... Be the, be the person that you believe God wants you to be with the giftings and with the things that he has um, made you passionate about. Strive for that. Go towards that. Um, and, and love yourself. Love yourself right where you are right now. You know, we all are working to be better, and that's okay. But let's don't look at our lives as all the ways that we failed or all the ways that we are failing, and so we have to do things better Mm-hmm. Let's look at what we're doing. Live in the moment. Let's live in the Absolutely. moment. I know one thing that I do is I took a piece of paper. I'm a bit, you know, if you listen to me at all, you know, I love to journal and write things down. I wrote down all the negatives that were, that people had said about me over the year. Sarcastic, um, you know, loves money, whatever. Whether I believe there was truth to it or not, I just wrote down negative things. And then I just scratched through it. And I just wrote affirmations all over that page of things that I knew God had made me to be silly and and joyous and affirming and lover of people and lover of children. And I just wrote all of those affirming things down and just looked at them over and over. And now every time I start a new journal, I will write my name on the first page and I will always write affirmations every time I start a new journal. And I think that's one of the things that um, helps me to remind myself that, you know what, there are great things that he made in me and they are worth um, paying attention to and they are worth celebrating and they are worth um, investing in, you know, whether it's even playing tennis or hanging out with friends or having coffee or whatever it is, those things are important to who I am. They fill my cup. It's kind of like the oxygen mask thing on, uh, you know, the airplane. You always hear, put the oxygen mask on yourself before your kids. Right. That's what we're talking about. Yes. You've got to take the time to put that oxygen mask on you. If you're a painter, don't give up painting because you have children. If you sew, keep sewing. If you, uh, whatever your passions are, be you. That's what you're saying. Don't, I think it's all or nothing. We go, okay, now I'm a mother, so I must die to myself. No, you must be that girl and that will help you be a better mother. Would you absolutely. Agree? I absolutely agree with that. I think that that is so important. I think you have to, just like she said, write down the things that you love, write down your passions, L- write how you're going to apply those passions. What are you going to do to make those passions? Like for me, I loved health and I loved natural things. And so um, I thought, you know, well, actually Kathy Lee challenged me because I 
needed, I needed someone to say to me, why don't you do this for a job? Why don't you, you're doing it with your friends anyways. Do you love it enough to do it as a job? And I thought, yes, I, I do. I love it. So I went back to school and um, got my ND, and I do love it. Um, and let me just do a commercial for you. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, you should call Christy Montez when you need an intro. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Christy, that was a pretty good commercial. <laughs> Christy gets the body, mind, and so like I don't even know that I've ever met a person who understands how it all connects better than Christy, and she is so right. I would be spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars going to a nature path, and on the way I would call Christy and say, hey, i got to take the kids in because they have this, and she would go, oh, well, they probably need this, this, and this. And sure enough, when I got to his office, it's exactly what he would say. So she's right. I said, girlfriend, you should be the one getting the money and doing this for a living. She is phenomenal. We'll have all her contact information on the page, um, on the notes from the show, so you can reach her. Okay, Chrissy, there's too much. Yes. I, we've got to do a different show. We're going to do it. We're going to sit right here. We're going to record another show. So hopefully if somebody's binge listening, they can just click next. If you're listening to this live, you're going to have to wait till next week. But... We're going to keep going. I, what I want us to talk about is I want us to talk about how all of this affects the body. Mm-hmm. How we um, handle ourselves emotionally, physically, with food, um, with our past hurts, with putting ourselves last, how this affects everything. So will you stay and we can record another one? Yes. Okay, so closing thoughts. You've got a woman, she's looking in the mirror. What do we tell her to do right now? She's going to look in the mirror. Tell yourself 10 things that you love about yourself. 10 uh. things that... Um, you love about the way God has made you and do not let your mind wander to the things you hate because you can work on those things you don't like, but this isn't the time for that. The time is to think about the things that you love about yourself. Okay. Everyone go grab a mirror. Look at yourself right now. Okay. If you're driving, don't do that. Pull over first and look in the mirror, look in the mirror, find 10 things you love about yourself. And I will challenge you to write those 10 things down, put them in your journal Put them on your mirror somewhere you can see it. Get lipstick out. Write it directly on your mirror. God did make you just the way you're meant to be. Celebrate that. Move yourself from last to first. Not in a selfish way, please. Neither of us are saying this to turn you into a selfish lady, but we're saying put the oxygen mask on yourself. Christy, I can't wait to record the next episode. I love you, friend. I love you, too. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. You've got this. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.